0: Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year to you all. Man, do you guys want to go on a quest? You want to go on a quest? Yeah? You want to go on a quest? Let's go on a quest. I love movies. I do. I kind of share that with people all the time. My wife knows I watch a lot of movies at home. Uh, I got my little man cave with my little... uh, you know, fake movie theater. And I love movies. And, uh, man, I was uh, reading uh, uh, on a literary critic, this critic of uh, books and movies, and he was talking about The Hobbit, and he was talking about The Lord of the Rings. Anybody like The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, just that whole thing? I love it. Yep, Dan, yeah, I borrowed your trilogies once and it took forever <laughs> to give them back to you. <laughs> Man, uh, he was talking about the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, and uh, he's talking about this concept of just uh, adventure and quest. He's talking about this concept of adventure and quest, and he's talking about you know the Hobbit. The Hobbit was really more of, a, of an adventure. It was it was an adventure. It was this exciting thing that that Bilbo he kind of chose to do. Bilbo chose to do this and an adventure is something that you choose to do and you kind of map it out and you plan it out and you have your thrills and then you come back home and you kind of just pick up where you left off. That's kind of what an adventure is and Lord of the Rings um, is, more, is more of a quest. Lord of the Rings is more of a quest, he was saying, and it really, it really uh, struck home with me. A quest is something that you don't choose to do. It's something that you don't choose to do. It's something that comes to you. It comes to, do, to, to you. It's something that, that you're called to do. It's not something that you choose to, to, to do. It comes to you, and you go, and, and you never come back. You never come back. Either you die for it, right? Either you die for it, or when you come home, man, you're just not the same. You're not the same. You're not who you were before you went on this quest. Man, and when, when uh, if you've seen Lord of the Rings, when Frodo and his friends they return back to the Shire at the end of uh, Return of the King, they return back to the Shire. They save the land, they save the Shire, and they return back. They don't fit in anymore. They don't fit in anymore, and they save the Shire. They did this good thing. They did this really good thing, and yet they're in that pub. Remember, they're they're drinking pints and pints, and they're in that pub, and everybody looks at them with suspicion it's just not the same. It's not the same. Awkwardly, they sit in there and looking at everybody in here and they know they've changed. They're not the same that they were before they left for that good quest. And they kind of nod at each other, you know, remembering the suffering that they endured to, to, to do a great thing on what they did on that good quest. Man, guys, today... I'm excited. Today begins a new study in the life of Abraham in the book of Genesis. We're going back into the Old Testament. Old Testament scripture. We're going to look at this guy Abraham in Genesis chapters 12 through 22. Um, He's often called the father of faith. He's called the father of faith. He was the first Jewish person. He was the first Jewish person or the first Hebrew person. Not Hebrew. Hebrew, that word Hebrew, uh, it means to cross over. It means uh, to cross over. God revealed himself uh, to Abraham and calling him. And in so doing, God crossed over into this world. Into this world in the way that he hadn't done before yet. He crossed over into the world and God calls Abraham on this quest. This is no adventure Now, he calls Abraham on this quest, and each step of the way, God continuously calls him to cross over each day, each each event in his life that, that comes by. He calls Abraham to cross over from the kingdom of the world to the kingdom of God. From the kingdom of the world to the kingdom of God, crossing over from an old way to a new way crossing over from an old identity to a new identity, crossing over from death to life, crossing over from ruin to to blessing, from destruction to blessing, and purpose and meaning and significance. He calls him to cross over each day of his life. Abraham's faith moved him to places in his heart and in the world that he never knew was possible. Abraham's faith, God moved him into places in his heart in the world that he never knew were possible. And we're going to see a man and his family. We're going to see a man and his family, just like us, man, sin. A man and his family, they they, they sin, they have these struggles, and then they have these victories, and they have these successes, ups and downs. We're going to see that in a man and his family, just like us, But in the middle of it all is God's never-ending faithfulness. It's his never-ending faithfulness in our lives. And finally, we're going to see Jesus. We're going to see Jesus who took the ultimate quest by crossing over from heaven to earth. Man, to save us. To save us. To save humanity. And to change your life every day. Every day. Jesus died. He died for the forgiveness of our sins. He died for the forgiveness of our sins and He was buried and He was resurrected on the third day. On the third day, He rose again. Man, and answering the call from God to follow Jesus is a quest. It is a quest. It is not an adventure that we choose. It is a quest. Man, and if you're here today, man, God is calling you. He is calling you. Man, if you already have faith, great. But he's calling you to something. He's calling you to cross over. Man, and if you don't have faith, and you're sitting here and you don't have faith, man, he's calling you to Christ. You're not here by accident. He's calling you to Christ. And you're going to be radically changed. Just like Abraham was as we follow this quest with Jesus. And really the end goal of this study, the end goal of this study for about 10 to 12 weeks, man, is I want you to grow in your faith. I want you to grow in your faith. I want you to grow closer to God and for us to continually cross over into God's purposes for our lives. And man, crossing over is not a one-time thing. It has to happen over and over again. Every day we have to wake up and we have to make that choice God, I'm going to cross over today. I'm going to cross over from the world to you, to your kingdom and to your world and to your plans for my life. That's the end goal of this study. Man, so let's get into the text. It's uh, Genesis uh, chapter 12 starting in verse 1 and the scripture is going to be on that screen. I love walking through scripture verse by verse. Man, we just make things clear. What does the text say? What does God's word say? And then just explain it and apply it to our lives. Just before we get into the, to, to the text, we're just going to go through some background on Abraham. Man, as I said, Jesus died for the forgiveness of our sins, and, and he was buried and he rose again on the third day. And for, in order for God to do that, in order for God to save the world from its sin, and so he could do that, he had to come into the world and sacrifice himself. That's what Jesus is on the cross. It's God himself coming down and sacrificing himself for us so we could be forgiven of our sin. But to do that, to come into the world, to be born, he had to start somewhere. Man, there's a beginning. He had to start somewhere. And he did it by calling a people to himself. By calling a people to himself. And that would be Israel. That would be Israel. And he established a line of descendants to Jesus. It's a line of descendants, generations upon generations that would eventually take Israel and humanity to the Messiah, to Jesus Christ. And it all began with one man. It all began with Abraham. Abraham was the first in this line of descendants. He was the first in this line of descendants. And again, he was the first Jewish person He was the first Hebrew person. He was the first person called. That's what it means to be a Jewish person, to be a Hebrew person. You are a called person by God. You are a called person. Abraham was called. Abram. You'll see in the text, it says Abram, not Abraham. Well, his, his original name was Abram. Abram, going forward, I'm going to say Abram, he was from this country called Ur of the Chaldeans. It was one of the largest cities in the world. It was about 50,000 people. Now, back then, we're talking about 4,000 years ago. Uh, 50,000 people is a lot of people. You know, right now, there's probably 50,000 people in, like, the Central Bucks area. <laughs> But back then, that is a huge city back then. 50,000 people, probably one of the biggest cities in the world. And it's a real place. This is a real person, a real family, a real place. Year of the Chaldeans, uh, it was in in modern-day southeastern Iraq. Um, this city, Ur of the Chaldeans. It was a city of great wealth, a city of great culture. Uh, They were devoted to commerce. They were devoted to education. They had libraries, and they had all these things, and they worshiped the moon, the moon god, the god of the moon. They worshiped the moon god. Abraham had a family. He had a family. His father was, his name was Terah. His name was Terah, and he had three brothers, He had three brothers in his family, and he had a wife. He had a wife, Sarai, whose name would be changed to Sarah. He had a wife, Sarai, who was barren. She could not become pregnant. His wife, Sarai. And again, they worshiped the moon god. One day, God reveals himself to Abram and calls him on this quest. He calls him on this quest, and Abram, he actually only partially... He only partially answers the call. He took his father, uh, his wife, and his nephew, Lot. If you've heard of Lot, uh, he takes his father, his wife, and his nephew, Lot. Uh, but they stopped halfway in the city called Haran. They stopped halfway. They didn't go all the way. So here's, we, here, here's where we are. What, what, what was this call? What was God calling him to? What was this call? And it says in, in Genesis uh, 12, verse 1 on the screen, It says, now the Lord said to Abram, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Go from your country and your people and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Man, what's going on there? What is God calling him out of? What does that mean, your your country, your people, and your father's house? Man, we most commonly identify or define ourselves by three things in our lives. Most commonly, we define ourselves by three things, country, country people, Father's house. And what that means is we define ourselves by place, right? By country. We define ourselves by uh, the place in which we are most at home. The place where we most feel like that we belong. And it can be a country. And that's what he's talking about here. He's calling them away from your of the Chaldeans. This is where you call home. This is where you are comfortable this is, this is the place where you feel like you belong. And then he calls uh, him out of, for, away from his people. We define ourselves by a social community. Do we not? We define ourselves by a social community with which we identify most closely. Maybe it's racial. Maybe it's political. I don't know. Maybe it's like Phi Beta Chi or something. You're an alum or I don't know, like, you're a, a, like a college network or something. We have all these social communities that we define ourselves by. Right? And then father's house, man, we define ourselves by our family. We define ourselves by our families. People once identified themselves by, by, by their father's name. By their father's name. It's called a patronym. Right? So if I was using, we don't do it anymore. But like a long, long time ago, like people would identify themselves. Like, I'm Brian. My dad's name is Doug. Brian. I'm, I'm Brian, son of Doug. You would never say, like, Brian. You would say, I'm Brian, son of Doug. Right? Or like if you watch movies and, and like, like Thor, like, what's he say? I'm Thor. He doesn't say Thor. Thor, son of Odin. Right? Thor, son of Odin. Or Lord of the Rings. Man, what, what does he say? My name is Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Right? Right? That they, they used to do that. We don't do that anymore, but people identify themselves by their family's name, by their father's name. Man, we don't really do that anymore, but we still identify ourselves by our family, by our father's name. And it's these three aspects of our lives that we most commonly attach our identity and significance and meaning of life to, to these three things. Man, Abram was one of the largest... Was he was one of the uh, the, he was one of the largest families uh, and the wealthiest families in the world at that time. Again, he was a part of the one of the largest cities in the world at that time, guys. And he was called to leave. He was called to go. God calls him not just out of his comfort zone. This is much more than his comfort zone. He calls him. He calls him out of this identity. He calls him away from how he defines himself. How he defines himself. Now, this, this doesn't mean that Abram can no longer be Terah's son, or this doesn't mean that Terah can't be Abram's father anymore. That's not what this means. Guys, God is essentially saying, detach your identity. Whoever you think you are, <laughs> you're not even scratching the surface. I want to show you who you are in me. That's what God is saying. And he's saying, detach your identity from all of these things. Detach your identity from all of these things that have made you you and attach yourself to me so I can make you you. That's what God is saying. That's what he's saying. And with that word go, with that word go, God calls Abram to cross over from an old identity of the world to a new identity in him. To a new identity with God. Man, when y'all leave here, what this is not, this is not a call to just, alright, I need to leave the United States, right? That's my country. Okay, I need to stop being a Penn State five Beta Chi alum. That's my social community. I gotta stop doing that. That's not what this means. That's not what this means. I need to abandon my family, right? I just need to abandon my family. That's not what this is. That's not what this is, guys. God, he calls us to leave the way of the world. He calls us to leave how we're defining ourselves. He calls us to leave our our identity in the world. In the world. He's calling us to leave that identity and step into a new identity with Him. It can involve. It can involve involve physically leaving where we're from. It can involve that. It It can involve physically leaving where we're from or leaving a social community. Right? Or, or, or leaving our parents or extended family. You know, it can, it, it, can, it can be that. Man, just part of my testimony, I grew up in a different kind of church. I grew up in a different kind of church when I was a kid. Um, and I, I removed myself in high school. But really, this, this religion I grew up in, it still defines who I was. I was, I was away from it, and I, I wasn't, like, in, indulging in it, but I was called, uh, uh, I, you know, it still defined me in ways, and God, he distinctly called me in 2008 to a personal relationship with Jesus through his word. Through his word. And, and to not follow the religion that I grew up in, to not follow that religion in my family is pretty radical. I know I'm not well understood, I know I'm not well understood, but I don't care, man. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow God's call on my life. Now, I still have a great relationship with my family, don't get me wrong. But, man, I know I'm not well understood. I'm going away from just decades and years of tradition uh, in my family. And, and, and God's call, has he's called me to leave that. To leave that, go into the uncomfortable and follow into a personal relationship with Jesus through his word. Man, I, I, I built my identity around uh, my life, in my life as a PGA golf professional. I used to be a PGA golf professional. And that was my career. And, you know, if you know the golf business, the golf business is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a social community that can... That can uh, it's a social community... Um, you know, that you can completely immerse yourself in, like you can get lost in it and just completely immerse yourself into the game, the game of golf and the golf business. And that's what I did, man. It was my identity. I was obsessed with it. And then in 2013, I felt strongly that God was calling me away from it and into pastoral ministry. He was calling me to go This is not your identity anymore. Your identity is in me. Now, I'm not saying he's going to call all of you to pastoral ministry. He's going to call you to something, though. He's going to call you to something. He calls us to go and leave something. To leave what defines us. And walk into a new definition for who we are in Christ and who God is. Man, Abraham, he was the first person to experience what Jesus said thousands of years later. He was the first person to experience what Jesus said when he said in Matthew 16, uh, verses 24 to 26, he says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? and forfeits his soul. What will it profit a man who gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Man, Abraham was the first person to experience this. God was calling Abram to lose his life so he could find it. To lose his identity. To lose how he was defining his life. To lose that all so he could save it. And that he could find his true life which was in God, in Christ. Man, Guys, how, how is God calling you to cross over? How is he calling you to cross over? Is he calling you to cross over to faith? Is he calling you to cross over to faith in Christ? Is he calling you to let something go? To something in your life, to, to, to let something go. It's hindering you from walking in a relationship with God in Christ. Is he calling you away from that? Is he calling you to pursue justice somewhere in your life? I don't know, at work In the church, is he calling you to to pursue justice in your life? Is he calling you to go somewhere in your life? It doesn't have to be Africa. man. It doesn't have to be Zimbabwe. Maybe it's here. Maybe it's right here. But he's calling you somewhere to go somewhere. Guys, God's call on us is powerful. It is powerful. And man, it's challenging. God's call is challenging and it's polarizing. He calls us away from a lot. He calls us away from a lot, but man, he calls us to great blessing. He calls us to great significance. He calls us to great meaning and great purpose in our lives. And that's where we pick up right here. Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. It continues, it says, and here's what he says. After he calls him, he says, And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Wow. That's a lot of blessing, is it not? That's a lot of blessing, man. That is, listen, to his eyes and his ears, to Abram's eyes and ears, that is an astonishing revelation. Astonishing revelation. I mean, that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. It's called faith. (laughs) It's believing in something that is just, that, that is unbelievable. He is commanded to leave everything, but he's promised to gain everything. To leave everything, but to gain everything. Abram would be blessed. He would bless others, and the whole world will be blessed through him, through the Messiah, through Jesus. Guys, listen, he's 75 years old, man. He's 75 years old. Abram is 75 years old and his boo is barren. His wife, his wife is barren, man. They can't have kids. They can't do it. Listen, this is really practical. This is a practical situation. I'm trying to make it real. They can't have kids. But God is saying, I'm going to bring an entire nation of people from you. Israel, I am going to bring an entire nation of people from you and the Messiah is going to come from your offspring. That's what he's saying. Abram must be like, are you for real? Like, I'm supposed to believe this? Yeah, you're supposed to believe this. God was saying, I have a bigger plan for you than you could possibly imagine. You could possibly, you could not write this story. You could not write this story for your life. I'm writing this story. I have a bigger plan for you than you could possibly imagine. Your purpose will be my purpose. Your purpose will be my purpose. But man, Abram needed to have a son first. He needed to have a son first. All God's promises, all these promises required that he have a son first. That's hard. That's hard. Having a son was the one thing that they could not do. Man, they couldn't do it. They couldn't qualify themselves. They couldn't make themselves do it. They could not do it. They couldn't have a son. They couldn't have a child. He could only live with faith. He could only live with trust in what God was saying. That's all he could bank on was just this word that God would do this. Man, in the midst of your greatest disappointments, listen, in the midst of Abraham and his, and his wife, in their greatest disappointment, this is their greatest disappointment. Their gra- this is their greatest frustration. Like, they're just people just like you and me. They want to have a kid. <laughs> you know, most married couples, like, they want to have a kid. There's nothing wrong with that. They could not do it. That's incredibly disappointing. Incredibly frustrating for a couple like Abraham and Sarai. They could not do it. But through their greatest disappointment, through their greatest frustration, God is saying, I'm going to bring the greatest blessing in the world and in your life. And he's doing that through their greatest frustration and their greatest disappointment. Guys, in the midst of your greatest disappointments, think about this. What are you disappointed about? What are you frustrated about? What is making you so angry with God? Why? Why is this happening to us? Why is this happening? God's like, I'm going to bring great blessing into your life. And it's going to happen through the thing that you struggle with the most. The most. He's going to do that through. We need to trust that God is working his great purposes in our life. Because he says he is. That's all we have all we've got is his word. That's what faith is. All we've got is his word. We need to trust him in what he says. Now listen, when we read this, God God is not, you know, for, uh, for us now, at where we stand now in history, God, he's not going to make you into a great nation. <laughs> You know, he, this, he's not saying, like, hey, I'm going to, your offspring, I'm gonna just going to create a nation of millions. out of That's no, we're past that. That's not what he's saying here. He's not going to create a nation from you. But in Christ, you become a part of God's kingdom. You become a part of God's kingdom. Guys, he makes our name great. Not in this world. He's not going to make our name great in this world. Our name is going to be great in the kingdom of God in eternity with God. Our name is going to be great with God in heaven. Guys, where we sit now, we too now have an opportunity to be a blessing to the world. Abraham was going to be a blessing to the world. And we'll see that in the next 10 to 12 weeks. Man, we have an opportunity to be a blessing to the world through Christ because of Christ in us. In Christ, you become blessed. Blessed. In Christ, you become blessed and so transformed. Remember, we're on this quest. We don't just come back home and just pick up where we left off. We go on this quest and we don't come back the same. We don't come back the same. We are so transformed that you become a blessing to others. We cross over. We cross over, man. We become peacemakers. We become peacemakers. We become lovers of our enemies. Lovers of our enemies. Guys, we become forgivers. Forgivers. We, be, we become grace givers. And mercy distributors. We become these things. We become sacrificial servants. But we got to get out. We got to get out. We got to go. We got to go. We got to get out. We got to get out of our comfort zone. We got to get out of our safety net. We got to get out of our security. We got to get out of where we're comfortable, right? We got to get out of our safe space. We got to get out. We got to get out of the familiar. This church started because a bunch of us just got out. We got out of what was safe. We got out of what was comfortable. We got out. We went. God says go, go, go. Go. But because of our fallen nature, man, we don't want to be uncomfortable. Man, we don't like to get close to people. We don't like to get close to people. Man, we don't want to feel insecure. And so so we don't serve the interest of others. We don't stand against injustice. We don't do these things. We don't tell the truth to others in love. We don't tell the truth to others in love. We keep our faith to ourselves. Man, Abram, he reluctantly followed the call. We know that through the scriptures. He reluctantly followed the call. He went halfway, but then his father died. His father died. And now we see, as we continue in the scripture, it says this in verses 8 through 9. Sorry, 4 through 7. It says, So Abram went. It says, So Abram went. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring, to your offspring, I will give this land. And so he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Abram finally answers the call. Abram finally goes all the way. He went from no way to halfway to all the way. He finally goes all the way. Guys, that that city name Haran, it means parched. Parched. It means parched. He goes from parched. He leaves parched. He's not following God, but he finally does. He leaves parched to go to blessing. The land of Canaan is the promised land. It's the place of blessing. It's the place of peace for Abraham and his family and ultimately Israel. Abraham goes from parched to peace and to blessing. He leaves Haran finally. Guys, they finally arrive to the land of Canaan and God says, this is it. Man, this this is the promised land. This is what I'm calling your family to. This is what I'm calling your nation to that I'm going to create through you. And this is where the Messiah is going to be born. This is where Jesus is going to arrive into the world. Guys, the place of blessing where he will grow his family and eventually birth Jesus. As Abram's faith and commitment grows, it grows. He's like, all right, I see it. I can see it with my eyes now. I believe. Man, my, his faith is growing. His commitment. He dedicates the place to the Lord by building an altar. That's a good thing back then. That's a good thing. We build altars today. Man, what has God done in your life? What has he done in your life where he, he promised you something and, and, and he, has, he has brought it to you? And how, can you, how do you dedicate that moment, dedicate that time to the Lord, and, and thank you, Lord. I'm going to remember this by building an altar to you. We don't build literal altars now. But that's okay. Man, we build altars in our heart. In our heart. We remember what God is doing, what he's done in our lives, and his, his continued promises. And Abram, he continues forward. The scripture says... It says, From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west side and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going toward the Negeb. Man, Abram pitches their tent between Bethel and Ai. Man, this is significant, guys. Between Bethel and Ai, Bethel means the house of God. And you know, what the, the, you know what the city name I means? It means ruin. It means ruin. Guys, this is where we sit. In between the house of God and in between ruin. He pitches his tent in between these two cities. That's where we are today. We're in between the house of God and ruin. And every day we have a choice to make. Are we going to cross over? Are we going to cross over and are we going to choose my identity in Christ? Or am I going to choose my identity in the world? Because my identity in Christ is going to lead me to the house of God. But my identity in the world is going to lead me to ruin. It's going to lead me to ruin. Every day we have that choice. Crossing over is not a one-time thing. Every day we wake up, God, I choose you. I choose you. I don't know everything about what's going on in my life. I mean, I'm struggling here in my house and my family with whatever's going on, but I trust you that you're doing something and you're going to bring us through this. My identity is in Christ, and that's my choice. And Abram's faith, his commitment grows. What's he do again? What's he do again? His faith, his commitment grows. He builds another altar. I believe. I'm committed. I've got faith. I am remembering this time, this place where I'm sitting. I am remembering this time and I am building an altar again. But man, what does the scripture say? It says, And Abram journeyed on, still going toward the Negev. He begins to go in the wrong direction. Negev is toward Egypt. He diverts. He diverts. He begins going in the wrong way. And that's how today's text ends. All of this that God is doing, all that he's calling Abraham to, everything he's calling him to, all these blessings, and you see his faith growing, you see his commitment growing, but he's got these ups, but he's got these downs. And he, he starts going in the wrong way toward Egypt. Now, I've changed a lot on this quest in my life. I've changed, you know, most of you don't know, know me for how I was. Most of you don't know me how I was before I started following Jesus, man. I've changed a lot. Each step of the way, man, it's been a quest. You don't come home the same. You don't come home the same. Each step of the way, I've never been the same. For good. For good. I've never been the same, man. When 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 he first called me to faith in Christ, I answered and I wasn't the same. I wasn't the same. My wife knows. I changed. For good. I changed a lot. Man, on my first mission trip in 2012, I went to Haiti. My first mission trip to help a group of uh, Christians out. They were they were uh, rebuilding a community after uh, these hurricanes in 2004 and 2008. And uh, I I went there to serve there. The 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 poverty I saw, I was like, man, I'm not going home the same. (laughs) I'm not coming home the same. Guys, we're on a quest. We don't come home the same. He called me out of my career as a PGA golf professional. I was like, really? I've devoted my life to this. I started playing golf when I was seven. I love golf, this is it. I was obsessed with my career, man. I was successful. Man, I did all these things and won awards and served in all kinds of different ways. And God was calling me away from it. I was like, man. Man, if I do this, I'm not going to be the same. <laughs> for good. I'm not going to be the same. Now he's called me and my family and a bunch of us to start a church, to start a church here in Doylestown. When we left Riverside or sending church, you know, that kind of hurt. That was home for us. God did so many great things in our lives at Riverside. I knew, man, when we're leaving Riverside, we're not going to be the same. We're good but man we're not going to be the same because we don't come home the same on a quest when we follow Jesus but man it is good things it is for good it is God's purpose in his ways it's for his ways and his purpose how can we respond man to such a challenging challenging call such a polarizing call from God man how did Abraham do this man how do we do this How do we answer this call from God from no way to halfway to all the way? How do we do that? Man, by knowing that Abram, what he was called from, Jesus, he perfectly answered that call. Jesus perfectly answered the call for us. It all hinged on a son, right? Everything that God was saying to Abram and Sarai, it all hinged on a son. It all hinged on a son. God's promise to Abram and Sarai, To give them a son was unbelievable. That was his gospel. He was hearing good news. Oh man, a Messiah is going to come. And it's going to come through our own son, our own offspring. It was unbelievable. Guys, the gospel quite literally is unbelievable. (laughs) It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable, the gospel. God so loved the world that he gave his only son... He gave his only son that whoever believes will have eternal life. Whoever believes will have eternal life. Jesus, he answered Abram's call. Jesus left his heavenly country to come into our world. He left his heavenly country to come into our world. He left his heavenly father's household to come into our world. He left these things. He left his identity in heaven with God to come into our world. He left these things. Jesus lost His Father so we could get the Father. He lost His Father so we could get the Father. And Abram didn't deserve God's calling. He didn't deserve His saving grace. Abram wasn't a believer. He didn't believe in the God of Israel. He didn't believe in this God who was calling him. This moon God who doesn't exist, he's never done this. The moon God doesn't speak to me. He doesn't speak to me or, you know, he doesn't... It it, it wasn't happening. And here's God who calls Abram into a relationship with him. He didn't deserve it. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve God's grace on the cross. And yet, he does it for us. He does it for us. And the deeper these truths settle in our heart, guys, listen, the deeper God's grace penetrates our hearts, the further we go. The further we go. It was a progression. It was a progression for Abram. You can see that. He went from no way to halfway to all the way. And each step he took, his faith grew. And he went a little further. His faith grew and he went a little further. And eventually he goes all the way. But here at the end of the text, he starts going the wrong way. (laughs) This is faith. This is following Jesus. This is what following God is life. Guys, on this quest, we're commanded to detach ourselves from something. Maybe everything. Maybe everything. So we can gain everything. So we can gain everything. How is God calling you to cross over in your life? How is He calling you to cross over in your life, man? Is He first calling you to faith in Christ? Is He calling you to pursue Him? Is He calling you to faith? And when God calls, we can trust Him. We can trust Him. Guys, the cross shows us that. The cross proves that we can trust Him. Because the cross is God saying, look what I've done. Man, I love you and I want to provide for you. I want to provide for you and the cross is proof. I provided for your greatest need of salvation. If, I can, if I'm doing that, won't I provide for you all your smaller needs? Won't I provide you all these things? And listen, maybe you have faith. Maybe you have faith. And Where is God calling you to cross over? Is He calling you to let something go? Are you, is He calling you to make peace, to be a peacemaker? Man, to forgive somebody? Do you have an enemy that you, He's calling you to love? To sacrificially serve? Where is God calling you to cross over? Man, let's pray.